0: Welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast.
1: We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the word of God.
0: Right now we're going to turn to the word. I'm going to invite Pastor Brian uh, in just a moment to come. Who was here last week? Hands up. Who wasn't here last week? Let me see those hands. Okay. So last week um, we showed a video. um, Does everybody remember that? It was dealing with a fence. And it was a pastoral word for the house. I wasn't bringing that word. I had somebody else share that word. It was Pastor Stephen Verdick. And uh, he was excellent. You enjoy that? Excellent presentation and everything. And so this morning, um, I've asked Pastor Brian that he would minister a word in continuance of that word today. Uh, it's a pastoral message we sent for the house today. Um, so please take notes. Let's pray. Lord God, we just thank you. We praise you that we hear your word this morning. I thank you that your word illuminates our way. It enlightens the way. Hallelujah. It guides us. It instructs us in righteousness. And we thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Hallelujah. Pastor Karen. Hallelujah. Don't you love Pastor Karen? I love Pastor Karen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. So, yeah, we played that video last week in our service as well, and uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, The message today we'll also be bringing to our church, Kingdom Harvest, um, there in East Belfast, and it's just, it's a word so that we're all on the same page, we're all free, we're all blessed, you know, and... It's about keeping your heart, your mind, you know, everything absolutely pure in the sight of God. Just absolutely pure, so you can get everything that God has for you in this hour or this time. How many of you want everything God has for you? <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So last week in the video, they were talking about offense. And uh Offense is something you have to deal with. It comes, you know, through, obviously, often through the actions of another. Uh, There can be, you know, unforgiveness and things like that. But when offense goes beyond just unforgiveness, you know, one event, two events, it begins to take a root. It begins to take a root, and that root is called bitterness. How many of you have ever heard of that? It's called bitterness. And I'll tell you, that's something you have to keep out of the body of Christ, out of your your own mind. We're going to start out in Matthew chapter 18. It says in verse 21, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Oh, that was a stretch for Peter. He thought seven times. That'll do it. That'll impress the Lord. (laughs) Seven times? And Jesus, Jesus said unto him, I say unto you until seven times, I say not unto you until seven times, but until 70 times seven, 70 times seven, that's 490 times. And obviously, you're not keeping count. You know, when they get to 491, you, you refuse to <laughs> forgive. You know, that, that was a, a metaphor, you know, hyperbole, where Jesus was saying, no, keep going, <laughs> keep going. Keep forgiving. Amen? And in verse 23, it says, therefore, so Jesus is continuing to teach along this subject. He said, therefore, is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. Take account. And that word is key. Because if you look around you and start taking account of what is owed to you, you're going to find that there are people who owe you things. Okay? I I tend not to do that because it's better if you don't. The word account there means like to have a ledger, okay, of what is owed. A ledger. Uh, It means to lay forth systematically what others owe you. If you're doing that, you will find that a lot of people owe you a lot of things. (laughs) And that's what this king was doing, okay? He was taking account of his servants, but when he had begun to reckon, reckon literally means to compute. How many of you have got that computer mind you can recollect everything everyone's ever done wrong for you? How many of you have ever had an argument with your wife? Okay. <laughs> recollect everything you've ever done wrong. I mean, you know, my wife, is, is she's got a brilliant memory, but she uses it for the Lord. and you know. <laughs> But praise the Lord. Uh, formidable, formidable, but that means to compute. So, when he began to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents, 10,000 talents. And it says there, and as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, him, his wife, his children, and all that he had and payment to be made. I'll tell you, you don't want to be in debt. You know, that affected him, it affected his household, and he was sold, the whole family. You know, 10,000 talents literally means um, there are 6,000 denarii in a talent in the New Testament. 6,000 denarii. Denarii was one of the old Roman coins, it was silver, you know, and uh, there were 6,000 of those in every talent, and this was 10,000 talents. Literally, it was like 600,000 denarii this guy owed. And when the servant heard that and saw that, he fell down and worshiped. He fell down and worshiped. How many of you have had to do that in your life? Amen? Before the Lord? You know, isn't he good? That word there is proscunio. It means to prostrate yourself, to fawn over like a dog licking his master's hand. I mean, you know, you ever seen a dog come up kind of on his belly, you know, just kind of creeping up, you know, with the ears back, <laughs> you know, um, that, that's kind of what that means. But it says he fell down, prostrated himself before the Lord, and he said, have patience with me. Have patience. Say patience. Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Patience is the word in the Scripture that means long-spirited, long-suffering, endurance, you know, uh, being uh, to endure uh, towards something. And it's actually the first word in the description of love in 1 Corinthians 13.4. You know, when it's talking about love, and you have these four verses of, of a beautiful high-definition vision of what love is, you know, and and the first thing it says, love is long-suffering, love is patient, long-suffering, and so again, God is long-suffering, you know, and this servant asks God, be patient, be long-suffering with me, endure with me, and I will pay you all that word endure is the same word. It's the same long-suffering word in James 5, 7, and 8, where the Lord is not slack concerning his promises when it's talking about his second coming, but is long-suffering, long-suffering with us because he awaits, the husband awaits, the precious fruit of the earth. So it's the exact same word. So this, uh, this Lord was, was being asked to be patient just like 2 Peter 3.9 says the, that, um, well, the, I got the two mixed up there, the two references. Uh, James is, be patient also, establish your hearts. You know, the coming of the Lord draws nigh. But that is the same patience that the Lord shows us. And so this master, this king, was being asked to be patient. Praise the Lord. Then the Lord of that servant, in verse 27, was moved with compassion. Say, compassion. He was moved. He responded. He was moved with compassion, and he loosed him and forgave him the debt. Now, that's three things that he did. He had compassion. That word compassion there literally means like bowels of yearning, bowels, like like your intestines, bowels of yearning. And it's the same word in Matthew 14, 14, where it says Jesus was moved with compassion and healed their sick. Healed their sick. Isn't that wonderful? He was moved with compassion. So this king was moved with compassion. And he, and he loosed him, and he forgave him. The word loose there means to free fully, to free fully. He relieved him. He released him. He dismissed him. How many of you have ever had to do that for someone else? How many of you know God has done that to us? And the scripture says that we're to be imitators of God. He freed him fully. He relieved him. He released him. And he dismissed him. You haven't fully relieved and released someone until you've dismissed them. You've allowed them to go free. This is the exact same word, loosed, That Jesus uses in Luke 13.11 when it talks about the woman that was bowed down for 18 years. Bowed down for 18 years and he said, woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. You're loosed. You're loosed. Isn't that wonderful? This is our God we're talking about. This is how he responds and acts. We're to be imitators of him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's also the same word in Matthew 16, 19, where it says, Whatsoever you bind on earth is bound. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed. It's loosed. Hallelujah. It's relieved. It's released. It's dismissed. Praise God. And the third thing, again, he forgave him. He forgave him. And it's an intense form of the word to go, to go. Again, so he forgave He laid it aside. How many of you remember the video from last week? Drop it. (laughs) Drop it. (laughs) Drop it. This is where the body of Christ gets free when we act like this king did. Glory to God. So, that's wonderful. You know, he forgave him. He forgave him, and uh, we'll see later. Uh, This king is going to expound on that some more. Praise the Lord. So, In verse 28, it says, but the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. This is, is, that word pence is a denarii, a hundred (laughs) denarii. Now remember, the guy who was just forgiven had a debt of 600,000 denarii, 600,000 denarii. And he goes out and grabs someone who owes him a hundred denarii. He laid hands on him, took him by the throat, and said, pay me what you owe. Literally, in the the Greek, it means throttled him, (laughs) Grabbed, grabbed him by the Adam's apple, you know, just, pay me what you owe me. How many people have forgotten what they owed? What they owed God? What they owed someone else? You know, were they themselves were forgiven? This guy completely forgot What he was forgiven of. And he grabbed this guy by the throat and he says, Pay me what you owe. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet, the same thing that he had just done. Fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me. Same word, macrothumio. You know, have patience with me, long suffering, endure with me, and I will pay you all. Same plea. And he would not. How callous is that? Oh, callous? He would not. But he went and he cast him into prison until he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry. Very sorry. That word very sorry there in the Greek, it's got more meaning than that. It says they were vehemently and highly distressed. They thought we're next. <laughs> you know? But but the the contrast between how the how their immediate master or boss had, had just been forgiven, the contrast between that and the way he had just treated another servant was grievous, literally, that's what it means as well. They were highly distressed, grievous, and they were in heaviness. They were in heaviness. And uh, I tell you, that's what you can feel like sometimes when people don't walk in forgiveness. they forget what they themselves owe others. And they don't walk in forgiveness. and, and you, you see something like that, and it was just a heaviness. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, "O thou wicked servant." Now, we can count things like this as just an oversight, a mistake. i tell you, the king zeroed in on this. He said, oh, thou wicked servant, because these are just things we're not to forget. Amen? We're not to, to set aside. How many of you know the scripture says that we are to love like he loves and forgive like he forgives? Amen? Love like he loves and forgive like he forgives. Walk in his shoes. Be imitators of God as dear children. Lord Jesus, these are the greatest commandments in the New Testament. Hallelujah! So he said to him, "O thou wicked servant!" And he said, "I forgave thee all that debt. I forgave you six hundred thousand denarii. But because thou desirest of me, because you petitioned me, I did it. Should not you also have had compassion?" on your fellow servant? Should not you also have had compassion? I'll tell you, we, we miss it. There, there's so many times, you know, when, when we have an opportunity to show compassion in a situation, and we don't. We let that pass by. Sometimes we, we've forgotten what we've been forgiven of. You know, I've, I've seen, I've seen um, divisions in churches, I, I've seen splits in churches. I, I've seen people get offended to the point they they walk away. Why? Did you forget what you'd been forgiven of? <laughs> or why are you holding something against someone else? You know, um I I've seen uh boards, I'll tell you there's there's news right now in, in Northern Ireland of you know a pastor who stepped down, his board is against him. Uh you know, I, I've, we've seen friends recently, you know, the board split in another church. Um, I saw down in Dublin where the worship leader got offended because the pastor appointed his son as, uh, you know, as uh, assistant pastor in the church. He got offended and left, took a whole bunch of people with him. The, the, the church ended up folding, you know, or the building did. Uh, they couldn't support it financially. I saw that in (laughs) Talk, as well. They got offended with the pastor because he changed the order of the service. People stopped giving. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's just rampant, you know. And in these things in the workplace, you ever had somebody get on your nerves in the workplace? Maybe they offended you once, maybe twice, maybe three, four times. This is getting to be a habit. (laughs) Starting to get bitter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't want to be near that person anymore. don't want to be in the room with them. You know, they're talking behind my back. They're spreading rumors. I recently uh, heard some very interesting stories of someone who, who had a lot to tell in that regard, uh, being hard done by, you know, in his new job. <laughs> People saying things about, about them. And uh, no, you, you've got to watch yourself, don't you? Bitterness can creep in. You know, one offense, two offense, three offense, four, and then you start to get bitter. And it starts to be a root, and it's, it's just there. <laughs> and you've got to get rid of it. Praise the Lord. And so it says here that he said, I forgave you all that debt because you desired me. Should you not have also had compassion on your fellow servant, even as I had pity on you? That word passion there, compassion, is translated 26 times mercy in the New Testament. More than anything else, it's translated 26 times mercy. It is the same word that Jesus used in Mark, 5, Mark chapter 5, verse 19. When the Gadarene demoniac came to Jesus, he had just been delivered, a man full of demons. He, he had a legion, and... He, he besought Jesus that he might remain with him and stay with him and follow him. And Jesus forbade him and told him, go home and tell your friends what great things the Lord has done for you. Go home, tell your friends what great things the Lord has done for you and had compassion on you. Had compassion. It's the same word. You know, it's the same word. Jesus had compassion on the Gadarene demoniac. You think you can have compassion on a few people? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. me, can I have compassion on a few people because of the way Jesus treated a gathering demoniac? Glory to God. Absolutely wonderful. So, yeah, so his Lord was wroth and delivered him to tormentors. So, again, this is something that God takes very seriously. It's not a game. You know, uh, the, the Lord's prayer, you know, forgive me as I forgive those who trespassed against me. Here it says that the Lord was very seer, serious about it. He put him into prison. He delivered him to tormentors till he should pay all that was due. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do unto you, if you from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. Every one his brother their trespasses. Every one. Say say Every one. This is actually liberating. Because if you realize you don't have to hold an offense. You don't have to hold on forgiveness. You don't have to have bitterness. It's actually liberating. It's like, thank God, I don't have to hold on to one of them. (laughs) Amen? It brings joy in your life. It brings peace in your life. It liberates. Absolutely liberates. Absolutely wonderful. If you forgive not everyone... His brother, their trespasses, plural, everyone, everyone. That's 490 plus. Because, again, God isn't playing games here. You've been forgiven, I've been forgiven, we've been forgiven, and we have to forgive others. And I'll tell you, this is the oil in the body of Christ. Amen? It's the oil. It's, it's the wine. It's, it's the beautiful part of the Scripture and the Gospel And it is the very thing that unites us, because we're coming from all different backgrounds. We're coming from all different, you know, experiences. I tell you, I work with a lot of people who've spent time in prison. Um, You know, I'll be witnessing to them uh, on the street. Uh, I've even done so in the bars. (laughs) One particular one, Albert Bar, my favorite. But um, (laughs) just walk in there and give the guys mince pies at Christmas, you know. But um, chat and talk. Have a great time with them. Uh, Praise the Lord. We all come from different backgrounds and different experiences. But I'll tell you, the unifying thing is that we're all forgiven. Amen? We're all forgiven. We're all blessed. Glory to God. Absolutely powerful. So what does it mean when you're turned over to tormentors? If, If you don't grab hold of this freedom, if you don't take hold of it, what happens? It says you're turned over to tormentors. I... He doesn't elaborate on that, but I've heard before and experienced before, if you can't get somebody out of your mind, if you can't get the offense out of your mind, if they go with you everywhere and you you wake up with them and go to sleep with them, (laughs) you probably got a bit of torment. You probably got a bit of torment. I mean, that's one of the things. It's like when you hold unforgiveness and bitterness, it just goes round and round and round. How many of you have ever experienced that? I've experienced that. You know, when I, when I see that happening, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that's a red flag. <laughs> it's like, cast that out. You know, don't have anything to do with that because that's part of the torment. No peace. No peace. In Lamentations chapter 3, in verse 15, it says, He has filled me with bitterness. He has made me drunken with wormwood. He has also broken my teeth with gravel stones He has covered me with ashes, and thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. Thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. When you've got bitterness, your soul is removed far off from peace. There's no peace. And um, it goes on there. It talks about your prosperity. We'll get to that in a second. But in the book of Job... Job talks about, I had bitterness of soul. Bitterness of soul. And he was going through a lot. How many of you? <laughs> he was going through. It, it, you might have said he had reason, but it, it, it robs your peace. It takes away your peace when you've got bitterness of soul, the wormwood here. Uh, and it says, I forgot prosperity. I forgot prosperity. If you get in bitterness, I tell you, it becomes a a blessing blocker. And you can forget prosperity. You can forget it. It, It'll flee. It'll take wings. (laughs) Because God wants to bless, but he's having trouble with it. If you haven't forgiven, if you're holding unforgiveness in your heart, bitterness, anything like that, and confession is good for the soul, at times when Karen and I, particularly in our early marriage, we had a lot of arguments, different times. You have to think about it. I'm American. She's Northern Irish. We were both near 30. She was 27. I was 30. We were both firstborn children. We had everything our way, and we were very strong-willed. <laughs> and uh, new culture for me, everything else. And But when we argued and you know, I went out doing hedge trimming every day, all this kind of stuff, not important. But even financially it was a struggle. I said but I said when we argue, dear <laughs> I said when we argue, it's costing us money. <laughs> it's cost every time, every time, every time, because it's a blessing blocker. And plus how many of you know it just kinda saps your strength. It just kinda saps your strength, your motivation. Where's your motivation gone? You know, you have an argument before you go to work, <laughs> you sit and do nothing for half the day, you know? <laughs> and uh, God doesn't want that. You know, God wants us absolutely delivered from that. And, uh, and we have come a long way. We are very, very blessed. Absolutely, wonderfully blessed. And but here, Jeremiah said, I forgot prosperity, I forgot prosperity. Colossians chapter 3 says, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness. There's that bowels again. Bowels. Intestines. You know, just the very bowels, the inward part of your being. Bowels of mercies, kindness, humility of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. Again, forbearing, forgiving. If any man have a quarrel against any... Even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. If any man have a quarrel again, what's a quarrel? Well, if you look it up in the Greek, it means to find fault and to blame. Find fault and to blame. When you have in your heart or mind, when you're taking account, when you, you have systematically done a ledger to find out who owes you what, and you've got a quarrel with someone and 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 blame casting, it says, if any man have a quarrel against any, is that all inclusive? <laughs> One thing, is any man have a quarrel against any? Is there any escape? <laughs> Step outside the boundary of that. No, there's not. Not for me, not for you. There's not. If any man have a quarrel against any, Even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. He's back to that lesson. He's right back again. Forgive as Christ has forgiven you. And that bowels of mercies there literally uh, talks about the spleen as well. You know, (laughs) there's there's all these interior parts of the human body. Um, In uh, Mark chapter 7, it says, When they saw some of the disciples eat bread... With defiled, that is to say, unwashing hands, they found fault. They found fault. And uh, there are other scriptures. Romans 9, verse 19, he says, what does it say then? Why do you yet find fault? For who says he resists his will? You know, um, Hebrews chapter 8 talks about, again, finding fault. But, again, it's about taking account. Better not to. What does 1 Corinthians 13 say? If we're walking in love, it says love takes no account of a suffered wrong. It takes no account. Again, what are you doing? You're keeping your own soul free. You're keeping your mind free, your will free. You're keeping the blessing of God on your life. You're contending for what God is doing in your life. You're contending for the call of God on your life. You know, we think sometimes in unforgiveness we're... we're, we're getting back at the person. You're not. You're only ruining yourself. You're only ruining yourself, <laughs> you know. Um, somebody said, unforgiveness is the poison you drink, hoping the other person gets sick. <laughs> so, anyway, praise God. No, we, we forgive, amen. We're keeping ourselves free. We're contending. We're absolutely contending for what God has for our own lives, you're contending for what God has for your life. Glory to God. I didn't know if I, I should share this, but it, it, it speaks to me. It speaks to me. There's a, a video called Why We Fail. How many of you have ever seen that on the Internet? It's a motivational video. You know, it has a scripture in it that kind of it, but <laughs> it's very inspirational. One of the, the quotes in it was... Um, Oh, Sylvester Stallone. One of the quotes in it was Sylvester Stallone talking out of his heart. It is absolutely powerful. And he says it like, I don't sound like Sylvester Stallone. Sorry, you'll have to imagine it. <laughs> but it says, now, if you know what you're worth, go out and get what you're worth. But you've got to be willing to take the hits and not to, point, not to point the finger saying you ain't where you are because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that's not you not powerful cowards do that and that's not you i said it's not you tell your neighbor it's not you <laughs> it's not you because god's big enough to put you where you need to be god is big enough to put you where you need to be the devil is not big enough to hold you back not powerful The devil is not big enough to hold you back. God said that he gave you all power over all power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. And there are a lot of times we just have to realize, you know, one one of the aspects of the battle that we're in is keeping yourself free. Keeping yourself free. One of the things that makes you slippery to the devil and he cannot get a hold of you is you keep your heart right. You keep your heart pure. You keep it right. You keep it pure. And what we're talking about this morning is a key to victory. It's a key to victory. It's a key to victory, keeping your heart pure. I tell you, you will pass out, you know, half or three-quarters of the body of Christ With the blessing of God, moving in the call of God, moving in the anointing of God, if you keep your heart pure. Just keep it pure. Glory to God. So wonderful. So wonderful. You know, Isaiah in chapter 26, verse 2, it talks about open ye gates, that the righteous nation who keeps the truth may enter in. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Again, when you trust in God, you can't be stopped. Greater is he who's in you than he that's in the world, amen? Greater is he who is in you. When God's in you, you can't be stopped. There isn't a devil big enough to stop you. God has created hundreds of billions of galaxies. The devil's created nothing. He's not that big. And when you keep your heart right, you know, marriage and things like that, marriage, relationships, it's tough sometimes. It's tough. And <laughs> that video last week illustrated it beautifully. That guy had so many, you know, funny examples you know, of why you can allow little offenses to enter in, you know? And uh, I talked to a guy the other day, and he said, my wife's paintings are hanging all over, all over the house, and he said, mine are in the attic. <laughs> so that's that's, not a, that's that's not an opportunity for, for a plank, is it, brother? <laughs> we laughed. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> His paintings are in the loft, you know? Um, and there, there's so many things that, that can enter in. How, again, how many of you have to fight for space, you know, in the cupboards or the wardrobes or anything like that? And, uh, but no, once again... Once again, when you, you work at it, you keep your heart pure. And when you see something entering in, when something sticks on you, when it, when it tries to stay with you, when, when, when that offense, when, when the memory of what occurred tries to be rehearsed round and round and round and round, you know who's working. Amen? You know who's working. It's the devil. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, it's the devil. <laughs> Amen? And the Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Resist him and he'll flee from you. When it wakes you up at night, now I'm serious. There are things that we know, things have been done to us at times. It wakes you up at night. When it wakes you up at night, you take authority over it and you rebuke it. And you say, you have no place here. I'm not listening to you. You have no authority to disturb my sleep. I am going to lay me down and my, pe- my sleep shall be sweet And I I will have peace. (laughs) And you can't do that. You can't disturb me in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I walk in the peace of God. I walk in the blessing of God. Amen. I walk in the favor of God. And whatever, whatever possibly anyone has done to me at any time does not negate the blessing and the power of God that's working in my life. How much opportunity did Joseph have? Again, you know, Joseph, how much opportunity... Did he have to get offended? He kept his heart pure, didn't he? He just rose. Glory to God. Couldn't keep him down. Hallelujah. So, again, the Lord, you know, he talks about in the word, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you, you know, be imitators of your heavenly father who causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain upon the just and the unjust. This is behaving like your heavenly father. Praise God. So, again, don't let a root of bitterness get in. Don't let it. Tell your neighbor again, don't let it. Hallelujah. This is all life lessons. This is all, you know, it's it's principles for your victory. It's principles for your victory. Hebrews chapter 12. It's hard to know where to start. It's all talking about uh, keeping your eyes on Jesus to begin with. And then it talks about in verse 6, whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son that he receives. The Lord will chasten us at times, keep us on the right track, amen? I, I don't, I don't uh, shy away from that. I, I say, God, bring it on. If I need it, go ahead. <laughs> if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. And in verse 9, he says, furthermore, we had... Fathers of our flesh, which corrected us and we gave them reverence, shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily, after a few days, chastened us after their own pleasure or own understanding, but but He, God, for our profit, that we might be partakers of His holiness." Now, no chastening for the present seems joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Say peaceable. Amen? Peaceable. That's where we're going with all this. Peace for our heart, peace for our soul. Amen? And uh, in verse 12, it says, Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way but let it rather be healed. Whose job is it to be healed? You know, who who takes the initiative? Is it you for your own life or somebody else? It's you. The understood subject of this is you, and it's me. Make straight paths for your feet. You make straight paths, okay? You lift up the hands which hang down. You obviously strengthen the feeble knees, okay? Okay? You make straight paths to your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. You let it be healed. Follow peace. Say, follow peace. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Follow peace. That word follow there is pursue. You pursue it. You pursue it. The scripture talks about as much as lies within you, live peaceably with all men. You always... Do everything that you can. Verse 15, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. This again, this is talking about a blessing blocker. You don't want to fail of the grace of God, do you? Do I? No. (laughs) Not at all. Grace, grace unto it. Hallelujah. Amen. We need the grace. My grace, the Lord said, is sufficient for thee. Hallelujah. Looking diligently, lest anyone fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you. The word you is actually added there. But it's talking about lest any root of bitterness spring up and bring trouble. Trouble. And thereby many be defiled. Defiled. Bitterness is contagious. It can soil other people's hearts. If you spend time with anyone and listen to them for a while and they have a root of bitterness, that bitterness will try to come on you. You know, I've heard some people talk at times, um, there are people who are bitter against, you know, immigrants and different things. Uh, The United States, I just heard statistics that Up to 200,000 immigrants a month are coming over the border in Texas right now. A month. A month. (laughs) There are people that are very bitter over that. (laughs) You've got to watch it, don't you? You've got to watch it. You can't, you know, but that, that bitterness can try and get on you. If you're listening to someone who's bitter about that and it's coming out of their mouth or someone's got offended with the pastor or the church they attend and they start talking about that person, you, you, that can affect you. So we don't allow the root of bitterness to spring up, amen? We don't allow the root of bitterness to spring up. We don't allow it to be a defiling influence in our midst. And he says, lest there be any fornicator or profane person, as Esau, who for one morsel of bread sold his birth, birthright, for you know how that afterward when he would have inherited a blessing... He was rejected. This is Esau. Uh, Again, we're talking about blessing blockers. You don't want this. Amen? You don't want this. I don't want this. Esau was a son of the patriarch. He was a son, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Esau. He was the firstborn. And he let a blessing blocker get in. Well, God doesn't want that for any of us. Amen? And that's what he's saying here. Don't allow yourself to fail of the grace of God. Don't allow anything to get in, which blocks the blessing of God. Hallelujah. Because God's purpose was for him to inherit a blessing. Not right? Inherit a blessing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's wonderful. So, um, again, this, this, uh, I'm just about finished here. In Acts chapter 8, it talks about Simon the sorcerer. And without going into the whole story, it says, When Simon saw that through the laying on of hands, in verse 18, that the apostles, through the apostles' hands, that the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay my hands he may receive the Holy Ghost. And Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter. He thought it could be purchased with money. Some people think the gift of God can be purchased by works. You know, there, there are many things which can be blessing blockers. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thine heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray, God, if that the thought of your heart may be forgiven." For I perceive that you are in the gall of bitterness, gall of bitterness, gall of bitterness. Again, just complete blessing blocker. (laughs) You know, complete blessing blocker. And the gall, the gallbladder, again, another internal part, (laughs) The word gall there, it comes from the the root word, which means green, you know, which which corresponds with bile that's in the gallbladder, which helps with digestion. But literally, like, bitterness is like bile. Bile. It's something that we don't want on the outside. (laughs) Um, The only time I've seen that is, guess, you know, way back when I used to get sick here and there. You'd see that come up after you threw up everything else. <laughs> Yuck. Yuck. You don't want that, do you? I don't want that. Okay, so finishing up. Thou art in the gall of bitterness and the bond of iniquity. So that's where that leads. That's where bitterness leads, the, the, the gall of bitterness, the bond of iniquity. But move this back. Move this back to peace. Amen? Move this back. Move this back to peace. You don't want to hold on to bitterness. Think of it, you know, somebody said that's a hot potato. This isn't a hot potato. This is like hot metal when it's being forged in a fire and and grabbing hold of it. You don't want it. Tell your neighbor, I don't want it. (laughs) You don't want it. Amen. You don't want that. I don't want that. The peace of God will fill your life when you walk according to the word. Amen? Finishing up. When you walk according to the word, the peace of God will fill your life. How many of you want the peace of God today? Amen? How many of you, you you maybe notice, okay? You can say, I've been a Christian for years, but you know what? Bitterness has, has slipped in. Bitterness slipped in somewhere. You know, and... I didn't realize it maybe today th- this is what the word of god does it sheds a light on it amen sheds a light brings light to the dark places where we're looking and thinking you know I've been a little bitter toward this person or that person or toward my spouse you know I'll take their paintings out of the attic and I'll put them back on the wall <laughs> I I want to get free of any bitterness somebody did me wrong yeah there's no doubt that people do other people wrong. No doubt. But we've seen there, if any man have ought against any, any, you forgive. And I love what Philippians 4, you know, uh, 6 through 8 talks about. If you have any anxiety, give it to the Lord. Make your request known before God with thanksgiving. You know, and it talks about the peace of God which passes understanding will guard your heart and mind. Guard. Put a guard on you. How many of you want to guard on your heart? Like Proverbs chapter 4 says, verse 2, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. How many of you want to guard on your mind? You want to walk in the peace of God. Amen? You want to walk in the peace of God. Well, I'm going to invite anyone who wants prayer, you know, for just releasing releasing bitterness to, to, to come forward. Um, we'll pray for you. Pastor Karen will pray for you. Pastor Karen can call who she wants forward to pray. Hallelujah. You know, any root of bitterness, okay? Anything. Anything. You say, well, how would I I know? If somebody's keeping you up at night, if you're thinking about somebody going to sleep, if you're waking up with something in the morning, hey, this is a good time to get rid of that. (laughs) Amen? Good time to get rid of it. And also, If you just feel you've been affected by maybe somebody else's bitterness, you've been affected by it, get rid of that as well. Come forward for prayer in that regard. Praise the Lord. And I just say to each and every person today, each and every person, contend for the peace. Amen? Hallelujah. Pastor Karen, come forward here. (laughs) (laughs) Please. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen? So, again, if you need prayer, go for it. Go for it. I tell you, it's it's great to be free. Amen? How many of you know it's great to be free? It is great to be free. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We'll just wait one more minute here. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Just bow your head. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. We just thank you right now that if there is any root, if there is any root, we ask that that be ripped out, taken out, surgically removed in the name of Jesus from our heart. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you right now that there's nothing difficult for you, no matter how great the offense, no matter how difficult, no matter how much it hurt at the time. You are the healer. You are the healer. You are the one who mends. You are the one who who takes our feet and turns them back into the right way. Lord, that turns them back into the right way. Just claim that right now. Claim it. That your feet, that my feet, they're turned right now back into the right way. Hallelujah. And Father, we thank you that BCC is an offense-free zone. It's an offense-free, it, it, is, it is an offense-free zone. And it is a place where bitterness has no place. You said give no place to the devil, and we don't give place to bitterness. We don't give place to the devil. We break the power of it in the name of Jesus by the blood of the Lamb, and it will not have any place in our lives. It will not have any place. There's no place for it. It cannot find a lighting place, a residing place. It cannot find it. It cannot find it. God, I thank you that we are so free in this place that the peace of God, the joy of God, hits this place, Father God, like like we've never seen. Hallelujah, that people experience the freedom of the Holy Ghost like, like they've never seen. God, the blessing is released like they've never seen. In the name of Jesus, God, because we put this under our feet. We kept it under our feet. We don't allow this to touch us. We don't allow it to touch the beautiful church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't allow any uh, soiled garments or anything. No, just beautiful, beautiful robes of the body of Christ. Hallelujah, the bride of Christ. Lord, we thank you. Beautiful robes. You, You said that you wash your body with the washing of the water of the Word, that it may be Beautiful, without spot, without wrinkle, or any such thing. And God, we, we thank you for that. We bless you. We thank you that we have been forgiven. We have been forgiven. We, whether we had 600,000 denarii to be forgiven, or whether we had what, 200, 500,000, <laughs> doesn't matter. We were forgiven. And you said, Lord, we are to love others as you have loved us, and we are to walk in forgiveness as you forgave us. And we thank you for that, that it is the law of our lives, that you said, this is indeed the greatest commandment. And we give you all the praise for that. Hallelujah. We give you all the praise. You were the greatest example of that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just worship him, amen? Just worship him. Hallelujah, Jesus. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. If you love the Lord, give him praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Amen. He's worthy. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangorcommunitychurch.co.uk
0: or find us on Facebook.